Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group. This time with our roundtable and our partner, Katz Malenik Incorporated. Today is Saturday, September 17th, 2022. September is National Suicide Prevention and Hispanic Heritage Month. Our host is Cliff Kelly. You heard him at the break. Our co-host is me, Sean Claiborne, Army National Guard veteran. Executive producer is Glenda Smith. And our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. And we have Mr. David Malenik. He's a CPA and president and founder of Katz Malenik Incorporated and a military family member. And we're going to talk about October 15th, the tax filing deadline. For those of you looking for extensions and things like that, you have something coming up October 15th. Keep that date on your calendar. David, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, Sean. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So what do you yeah, have to tell the, us about uh, what's going the, on? The the October 15th deadline. So uh, if, if you are a person who was running up against the April 15th deadline, and you said, you know what, I'm just going to file an extension and make sure I have all my stuff put together. Well, that extension is coming to an end in uh, in about 30 days. And actually, it is October 17th this year, not the 15th, because the 15th is a, is a Saturday, so it actually goes over to the 17th because uh, the deadline cannot be on a Saturday, a Sunday, or a national holiday. So uh, the the deadline this year is October 17th, and uh, usually what I find is the people that are using this time, they usually have a, a little bit of an odd situation or maybe maybe something that they're not quite sure about, and they need a little extra time to figure it out. Um, well, I mean, we got to figure it out now, but um, we definitely know how to deal with those situations that can uh, that can cause some problems and. Uh, Get people results that they might not even expect. Like, uh, for example, um, one, one of the big ones that you that you can encounter during this time is uh, if if you got a 1099C. Mm-hmm. Now that would be for a cancellation of debt. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of people don't know when you get a cancellation of debt, you actually then are um, you actually are taxed on that as though it were income. So if you were to have your home foreclosed on, for example and you had a $100,000 mortgage on it, and that mortgage was forgiven, you think, okay, now it's over, right? Well, no, now the bank issues you a 1099C, and now you have to pay on $100,000 on top of your regular income and everything like that. So I've seen this create as much as thirty dollars to $40,000 in the tax bill. Now, we can completely eliminate that cancellation of debt income and get you back to where you're supposed to be. So, How does that um, work? How do you cancel the, that income? Oh, uh, so so there's a lot of ways to do that. Um, the most obvious one is if you have if that home was your principal residence, which not all of those in, in not all of those cases is is that the case. It, it sometimes sometimes we're dealing with rental properties and other other things. Sometimes you're even dealing with credit card debt when you're talking about 1099Cs. Mm-hmm. But um, in the case of a, a mortgage that's canceled and it's a primary residence. You can completely get that wiped out as long as it's under, I think it's like three quarters of a million dollars. Wow. Um, so so as, long, as long as the mortgage is not a super high number, 
we can pretty much every time get it eliminated. Does that um, include short sales? Not to interrupt you, Mr. But does that include short sales as well? Um, so short sales actually are going to come out as a loss typically. So uh, you you don't actually end up with a cancellation of debt because it's actually a sale of the property and it ends up as a it ends up as a loss. Okay. Um, the uh, the the remaining amount the the bank just kind of writes off. They don't typically issue a 1099 C on a short sale. They just issue a 1099 S on a sale of the property. Uh, other ways though to get rid of that 1099 C uh, income, uh, if you if you filed bankruptcy, you're automatically uh, the 1099 Cs automatically are excluded. Uh, and if we can prove that you are insolvent at the time of, which is kind of similar to bankruptcy, but a little bit different. If we can prove you're insolvent at the time of the cancellation of debt, uh, you don't have to pay on that either. So uh, insolvent just basically means you have more liabilities than you do assets. And all you have to prove is that, like, for example, I have $100,000 cancellation of debt income. If, if my liabilities at the time of the cancellation, which includes that $100,000 of debt that I owed, uh, if that's gr- $100,000 greater than my assets at the time of the cancellation, then I don't owe anything. Hmm. So what are, how easy is it to go before the IRS and try to, and try to um, fix when you get that nasty grant from the IRS, that letter that says, we found extra income on your taxes, but you did not claim this, which happens a lot. Um, you, maybe you took some well, money out of an IRA or maybe like a 1099-C came in and you didn't file in your taxes. And they say, oh, you owe us all this money. You know, you got to pay this up really quickly or, file, or correct your taxes. How easy is that to fix? So uh, that depends entirely. That depends entirely on the, uh, the type of income that you're dealing with. If, for example, you're dealing with 1099 miscellaneous income, which or, I'm sorry, now it's 1099 NEC, non-employee compensation because they created a separate form for it. Uh, you're dealing with uh, that type of income. That's self-employment income, basically. So, yes, they, they, what the IRS will do is they'll put all that self-employment income on your tax return and say you owe taxes based on that. Well, obviously, if you made self-employment income, you're also, you're also going to have expenses against that self-employment income. So those expenses uh, could even outpace the income, and in, in which case you would have a loss, and the IRS would actually owe you more money. So that is that is one way that you can deal with some of those issues. Um, if you've got a 1099C that comes in, I've seen I've seen 1099Cs where the IRS sends out a notice that says somebody owes fifty thousand dollars. We're able to completely cancel that out and bring it back to zero. Um, if you've got a retirement distribution, typically what the notice says or a W two. Typically, what the notice says is what you're going to owe because there's not really a whole lot you can do about that. If you just didn't include a retirement distribution on there um, or a W-2, uh, that will end up in all likelihood owing. However, specifically for 2020, if you had anything coronavirus related and the distribution is 100000 or less, a lot of times we can get you out of some of the 10% penalties and possibly even reduce the taxable income by using the COVID distribution that was available in 2020. So um, I've actually had a couple of clients who have had uh, CP2000 notices, which are the nasty grams you referred to, um, where it talks about they owe $10,000, and I look at it, and uh, it's all from 1099R distributions, retirement distributions, and uh, we're able to say, oh, well, actually that was 
that was a COVID distribution because they were diagnosed with COVID. And so because of that, uh, we're able to completely cancel out the 10% penalty the IRS is trying to charge. And in, in I think both of those cases, the IRS was also trying to charge a negligence penalty for them uh, not reporting the income appropriately. Mm-hmm. But because we're able to eliminate the 10% penalty, we've eliminated most of the tax and enough of the tax that they can't even charge the negligence penalty. Outstanding. So, so let me ask you this. So recently, a few years back under the Trump administration, they changed the standard deduction. They raised it, like basically doubled it. Um, so it's a little bit harder to do some of your itemizations nowadays. Do you, do you think it was an improvement or do you, do you see, is it easier to get money back now or was it under the old system? Uh, it, it was definitely easier in the past to, to get a, an itemized deduction than it is now. Uh, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act effectively took away this, the itemized deduction from, from homeowners, pretty much, from your average middle-class homeowner. That's who was, was impacted by the loss of the itemized deduction uh, in, that, in, that, uh, in that law. Because what they eliminated, they eliminated, um, first off, they put uh, state and local tax caps in to where you can only claim a maximum of $10,000. Now, I've seen property tax bills in Cook County that are $30,000, not, not, yeah. not even a joke. So if, and you can, and so in other words, $20,000 of that is not allowed to be claimed as a deduction. You're only allowed to claim $10,000, and that's it. Uh, it used to be you could claim the full amount. Um, so the, basically now the only things you can claim on a schedule a are medical expense, uh, mortgage interest, uh, state and local taxes up to $10,000 and charitable contributions. There used to be also a list of employee, uh, reimbursable deductions called the 2% miscellaneous itemized deductions. They completely scrapped that too. And then when they doubled the the standard deduction amount, that put most people completely out of reach, especially when you combine it with the salt caps. So it, it just it just completely obliterated the uh, the itemized deduction. Now, in a in a case where somebody has some type of business activity they do, we can actually get some of that back for you by claiming a portion of the property as a rental property and renting it um, to the business. So that we can get um, we can get your property taxes, even your utilities, your insurance on the house. We can get depreciation, and we claim a little rental income against it, so that way it doesn't look like it's you know that you're not actually renting it. But um, you 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 rent the property to your business, and and by doing that, you get to claim all these deductions. You even can claim uh, homeowners association fees mm. on uh, on a Schedule E where you can't claim that normally. So um, any of this stuff applies to you, feel free to give my office a call, 708-914-8220. And actually, we wanted to give uh, your listeners a special code word, HEROES. They use the word HEROES. We're going to give them a free consultation, and we're going to give them a we're going to give them 10% off of their final tax bill. So remember that, audience, HEROES is a code word. Use that code word to get a 10% discount. And then what states do you operate in? Uh, we can do taxes in all 43 states that have a state tax filing. Uh, there are seven states that do not have a state tax filing. Uh, I'm not going to list them off right now, but uh, I'm pretty well aware of which ones they are. Uh, but all 43 states that have a state tax filing we can do, and we can do the taxes in the seven states that don't have a state filing requirement as well. So all 50 states. 
Outstanding. So people think a lot of times that you can't go to a CPA only in your state, but you can actually do taxes anywhere for anybody that has that. Can you give us that number one more time? Yes, absolutely. It's 708-914-8220. One more time, 708-914-8220. That's 708-914-8220. Appreciate that. Because a lot of people do need to get on the ball and actually start thinking about what they need to do if they postponed it. What are some of the things, what are some of the reasons you see most commonly that people, why people don't file their taxes on time? Is it because it's just they just forgot about it or is there other things that might be obstacles or there are some financial things going on that they need to be thinking about? Or maybe changing. In the future. I mean, it's a combination. It's a combination of all three of those factors. Uh, usually, the people who file later, um, a lot of times, you're talking about business owners who uh, who haven't filed their business tax returns yet. You're talking about uh, you're talking about people with a lot of investment holdings that uh, you know maybe want to make sure they get all their uh, all their capital gains and dividends and interest right. Um, you're talking about sometimes you'll have a situation where somebody sells a home and they're not sure if a, if a, if a, uh, um, if the documentation that they have is correct. So, uh, so they can't, they, they gotta wait for, uh, they gotta wait for it to be filed. Um, a, a very common situation I've also experienced is, uh, people who have difficulty kind of tracking their, uh, their, their their information, like their, their tax documents and everything. Uh, one of the things that we can do for our clients, uh, once it hits, once this calendar hits like July, we can pull what's called a wage and income transcript from, from the IRS database. We can either call them up or we can go online and, and get the information. Uh, if we have a power of attorney on file for that client, and basically what it what that wage what that wage and income transcript does is it will give us all of the documentation that you need to file your tax return. It it tells us exactly what the IRS has and it lets us know what the IRS is expecting to see on that tax return so that you don't get that nasty CP two thousand notice that says you owe ten to fifty thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've noticed too is that a lot of times in estate issues causes people to not file on time. Someone dies or a parent dies and then the beneficiaries um, haven't figured out what they're doing with the assets that they're inheriting. And then they don't, then there's maybe income to report. They don't file the taxes on time because you push back to the later date. They're preoccupied still trying to settle the estate because maybe they didn't do a lot of um, estate planning or whatever was, whatever the case is. What are some of the tax liabilities that can any tax liabilities be passed on to beneficiaries when you have a situation where a person passes away? They have a house, for example. They have maybe they had a they had a social security check coming in, or maybe they had a pension coming in, or any kind of maybe they were working still and that had money coming in. People that died from COVID were still working and had income to report. How does how was that? How was an estate typically taxed? And, and is and is that tax could it be passed on to beneficiaries? That's a great question. So, so basically, there there are two types of estate tax returns. There's the big scary one that everybody thinks of that has the eleven million dollar exemption, uh, that or twenty two if you've got uh, someone who was married filing joint for most of their life. Basically, someone who was married uh, and their spouse passed, and then they passed. Uh, so that would be twenty two instead of eleven. But um, 
that's the that's the asset side of things. Like if the assets are greater than eleven or twenty two million, then then you're looking at filing the estate tax return that covers all of the assets and has a specific type of it, it's different than every other type of tax filing. But what they what uh, what most attorneys miss on this stuff is there actually is still an income tax filing requirement uh, for for the year of the for the year of death of the decedent. So, for example, if they died in February of 2021, we still have to file a 2021 tax return for the income they received for 2021, even though it would be a lot less than they were, what they would normally receive. But then also, if that estate has stocks in it that have dividends or, intre- or money in a bank account that's collecting interest or a, a property that gets sold, uh, basically any source of income of $600 or more throughout the year, there's also an estate income tax return that has to be filed on a Form 1041 that, um, that is uh, that, that the, the income then passes through to the beneficiaries on a Form K-1, much like it would for a business, much like it would for a uh, partnership or an S-corporation. Mm. So... Um, and and the tr- there, there's actually an optional way to do it. Uh, either you can pay taxes on the trust level, which I would not advise because uh, trust tax rates are the are the worst tax rates of all. You start paying 37 percent after twelve thousand dollars of income on a trust tax return, whereas an individual tax return, by comparison, you start paying 37 percent at like four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So obviously, there's a little bit of a gap there. Um, the, uh, the other option, which is the most commonly selected option, is that we take the, the proceeds of the trust, pass it through on a K-1, and you pay taxes at the personal level. And that actually reduces the tax liability, typically. Uh, but the key thing there that, that you want to understand, especially if you're the executor of the estate, is if you don't take care of these tax filings and it ends up that there is a tax filing obligation, if the estate doesn't have the funding to, to pay that tax liability, as the executor, that tax liability gets passed along to you, and it gets assessed to your Social Security number, and then you have to pay it off. Wow. That's, that's scary, especially for a large estate. That can be really scary. Now, what if oh, you, yeah, absolutely. Now, what if you didn't file an extension and you missed that, missed that deadline, or you didn't, and, so, and then now you're at this point, and you're like, well, now what do I do? Well, so if you didn't file an extension, it's still better to file at some point than to not file at all. Because if you don't file at all, first off, technically you could be held criminally liable, but you're not going to be unless you're Al Capone or something crazy like that. Uh, but, but secondly, uh, every month or part of a month you file late up to a maximum of five months. Uh, you're going to be charged with a failure to file penalty, which is 25%, maximum of 25% of the actual tax liability. Now, the good news is if you have a refund, you're not going to get charged that penalty because there's nothing for them to assess it on. It's 25% of the, of the tax due. If the tax due is negative 500, you have a $500 refund. They don't have anything to assess a failure to file penalty on. But if the tax due is, let's say, $2,000, well, now you owe not two thousand dollars, but twenty five hundred, wow. because you because you file late. So um, in those situations, sometimes uh, sometimes we can help people with those penalties if there's a special circumstance or anything like that. 
Um, if you'd like us to try to help you with that, give us a call, 708-914-8220. Again, use code word HEROES. We're going to give you a free consultation and 10% off your final bill. Again, 708-914-8220 to give us a call and, and talk to us. Dave Malenik, always great information. Great to have you on the show again. We're looking forward to talking to you in the future about different topics under the tax code and also things we need to do to make our lives easier and better for veterans and civilians. Appreciate your time. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, guys. Dave Malenik, he's a CPA and president and founder of Cats Malenik Incorporated and a military family member. Give him a call. Remember, use the code word HEROES. This is America's Heroes Group. We appreciate your time. I want you to also go and look at our old videos on YouTube. Go out and look at those archive videos and get some tax information, helpful information about things that we do here at America's Heroes Group. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.